Today on the show, we race the doomsday clock, we experience the bitter taste of betrayal, and we go undercover. Welcome back to Lore Party's special coverage of the Halo television series. On this limited run of the Lore Party podcast, we'll be providing in-depth recaps of each episode of the new Paramount Plus series based on the timeless sci-fi shooter franchise. As always, I'm Jaden. I'm Connor. And I'm Kevin. And guys, we are, we are one episode away from the epic finale. How are we feeling so far? Yeah, we're in the, in the home stretch. I'm feeling hopeful. I liked this episode a lot and made me pretty excited for the finale um yeah i think i i have a feeling that the show will finish its first season on a strong note but i guess we'll see i've been i've been saying i guess we'll see a lot uh for this show but uh, <laughs> that's been the name of the game i man. do i do have I, some optimism though at this point right now i i we talked about this in the before we started recording but connor has been the optimistic one of the group to say the least uh, I think I've been uh, the most pessimistic. Uh, Kevin's been riding the fence a little bit. I think you've been somewhat happy with it, somewhat displeased with it at times, I guess. Yeah, different levels I, here and there. Yeah, I kind of feel burnt out right now, to be honest. Like, <laughs> I just, I feel like it's not, again, the whole uncanny valley, like, analogy. Like, it's Halo, but yeah. it's not. It feels yeah. weird. Like I'm there for like Halo, and I'm watching it, and I'm like Halo Master Chief. Yeah, uh, uh, and it. But it's not. It's you know. You know. You know what it is. I figured it out the other day. It's uh the Halo franchise is a tall, refreshing glass of Coca Cola, and this Halo show is like a diet version of one of the discount sodas your mom buys at Walmart and says it's just good enough, and you're like. I mean, I can see why some people really like this, but also, like, it just tastes a little different mm. to me as someone who enjoys the cold, crisp, refreshing taste of Coca-Cola. We are not sponsored, I swear. No, wait, I wait. wish we were. Uh, hey, just just saying, don't sleep on uh, Dr. Thunder, you know, the store brand uh, Dr. Pepper. Like, oh, it's yeah. not bad. <laughs> so if if this... I think my favorite one I saw was, was Mr. Co- Mr. Cola. Mr. Cola. Uh, I saw it once. <laughs> like RC, you know, Royal Crown. Yeah. But hey, like, it's not... <laughs> hey, if this Pitt. show is... Mr. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, if this show is Dr. Thunder, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm okay with it. <laughs> but, but yeah, we, uh, we, we do want to, you know, talk about the second to last, I guess, penultimate episode of Halo on Paramount Plus, season one, uh, episode eight allegiance uh as usual we're uh gonna break down the recap just sort of a you know point by point analysis of what happened in this episode uh, some of the major themes some of the things we noticed and then as always get into our observations thoughts uh opinions uh but yeah i just want to throw it out there really quick if you have been watching halo on paramount plus then you've been following our takes on it if you've been listening to our recap episodes and uh want to let us know what you think do not hesitate to email us at lorepartypodcast at gmail.com anytime you want. Uh, let us know if uh, we've been we've been kind of on the same base as you as far as what we think about it uh, or way off base. Either way, we'd love to hear from you. You can also get in touch with us on Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter at lore underscore party. And with all that said, let's get into the recap right after a quick break to hear from our sponsors. 
Okay, let's get right down to it. Episode eight, Allegiance. This was this was an interesting one. Uh, you know, we uh, just really quick uh, reminder from last time. We kind of had a vision trip. We had we had a, a an artifact induced mind trip between that was shared between John and McKee. They both went to the mysterious ring world. Like they didn't physically go there, but their minds went there, if that makes sense. And so allegiance Mm -hmm. episode eight picks up right after that. We kind of open on John and McKee who are both just kind of staring into the mirror, different mirrors are not next to (laughs) next to each other in the same mirror, but they're both (laughs) looking into a mirror and they're both in deep thought about their shared experience of kind of envisioning halo together. And, you know, if you remember on this vision of halo, they sort of, lock eye they they locked eyes and they got close to each other and it, it seemed like a tender moment uh which i don't think either of them have really had very many of so it was it was interesting it was it was a big moment for both of them and they're both obviously thinking a lot about it john even traces a ring into the steam on his mirror and uh mckee is kind of touching her face almost like recalling the touch that john gave her in the vision so they're both obviously <laughs> thinking very hard about what they just went through together and you know soon after that john comes to mckee's quarters and brings her a new set of clothes and sort of escorts her out of the base like they're just they're going somewhere together and they're uh going on a walk together and they they, they seem after the last episode they seem to have this really strong newfound familiarity with each other to say the least what a bunch of weirdos. Uh, <laughs> I just, yeah, yeah. Um, after this, so after this, they go outside and they're allowed to roam the parks and the public spaces outside the UNSC headquarters with, of course, a Marine escort. And Halsey, Aiden, and Cortana are all monitor- monitoring them, the, the whole pair of them. They're noticing that their vitals have not only improved significantly, but they're they're synced up, man. Like like mm. we're we're Pacific Rim now. Now they're synced up. Uh, so, <laughs> they're in the drift. Yeah, yeah. they're in the drift. They're drift compatible. Uh, and so Halsey's kind of believes John is realizing something that she's always suspected of him, and that he's uh, quote he is connected to something beyond all of us. End quote. Mm. Uh, yeah, Ooh, yeah. Spooky. Okay. All right. Sure. We'll go with that. In, I mean, in the park, they 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 get to walk around and explore and bond. And they, uh, John basically gets to kind of show Maki like, "Hey, look, isn't this so nice?" And she's kind of in her head like comparing it to where she grew up. And it's like, "Wow, this isn't a shit hole. <laughs> like humans get to live like this. This is kind of right. nice. Maybe these humans aren't as horrible as I thought they were." Yeah. You know. Uh, and Maki even mentions the book that she used to read with her friend. And explains that uh, it's very similar to like the covenant prophecy that she that she uh, grew up to believe in with the covenant. You know that the worthy will be sent on a great journey, yeah. and when the ring is activated, and then he's like, "Well, that's cool, but like, what happens to people who aren't worthy?" And she's like, "Oh, they'll be cleansed." <laughs> and he's like, uh, "Hold up, <laughs> okay, wait, what? What does that yeah. mean?" You also remember yeah. too. She she notices the trees, and she says that this place has trees and. There's grass and everything, and so for her, that's not something she's ever really experienced, and right. she sees yeah. this as like a utopia, like reaches like this utopian human society. Yeah, that's this is the good world, not the bad world. Yeah, it it's so, yeah they get into this <laughs> this uh, almost swapping stories, like really just basic getting to know you stuff, and uh, but yeah, John is yeah. obviously sort of uh, 
uncomfortable at this mention of this uh, great journey and what the ring could be used for if the covenant activate it and all that stuff. And uh, but he he opens up a little bit too. He tries to he tries to relate to McKee like uh, with his childhood, but he doesn't remember much. Obviously, a lot of it's blocked out. But he he does no. try to he kind of tries to counter what she says, like. Hey, you know, humans aren't all bad. I remember some good things about growing up. Like, you know, there were there were things that made me feel hope and uh, you know, and and feel loved. Things that were worth protecting. And then he gets uh, a little. He gets like a. He, the, the, the guards like, hey, chief, come over here real uh-huh. quick. And like when he walks away, uh, the scariest <laughs> thing that's ever happened to Maki ever. A dog barks at him or at her. It's like, oh, you lived with aliens for twenty years, and the dog scared you, huh? All right, fine. Uh, and that scares her so bad that she activates her little energy finger yeah. of death thing, which again, uh, the, uh, we've seen from other episodes of the UNSC has that like vast surveillance network. I don't know how that they didn't see <sighs> that part. It's like, this is like the third time where she's whipped out that dagger. Yeah. And no one somehow like noticed. Like the nurse saw it last time, didn't she? Like there was like a nurse in her room yeah, there, with her. How did she not see it? That's weird. Yeah. I mean, I. You could, you could, I mean, you could understand how she's on edge, though. She's kind of in enemy territory. Oh, right yeah, now. she's in enemy so territory. A loud noise that she wasn't expecting would startle her. But yeah, it's kind of hard. It's kind of like it, no one else sees yeah, that. They, 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 but, but again, she has the, the, the finger and doesn't, she doesn't point it at anyone. So thank goodness. She doesn't for that. kill the dog with it, which I would have been very upset no. about. So glad that didn't happen. That would have been, <laughs> yeah. Well, they want, they want the audience to like her. Remember, she's, she, <laughs> I guess so. We're supposed to feel sympathy. If she murders that dog, no one's going to care. True. So while, while this walk in the park is happening, this is pretty funny. Perengoski's watching it, and, you know, from the drones or whatever, and she's just, like, balking at the... He's strolling around the park with her. Like, he can't... She, like, she can't believe what she was doing and, like, kind of showing so much, uh, you know, compassion and regard for a, a prisoner of war, basically, uh, you know. A, she's 100% right. Oh, yeah, yeah totally. I mean, she's... Yeah, she's watching all this happen. Uh, Captain Keys is right next to her, and so they're both kind of... You know, just watching from the sidelines as John and McKee, you know, share some peaceful time together. And I think he understands that John is building trust with a, with an intelligence asset. So he gets it. And Perengoski just can't see past the, uh, you know, she can't see past the idea of a super soldier wanting to walk through the park. You know, she mentions uh, the 117 I used to know, like, would have torn her apart limb from limb until he got the answers he wanted. and. You know, it's, you know, she just says, oh, he's changed. And uh, Keys is just kind of staring longingly at, at John. And, like, he, the look on Captain Keys's face here looks to me like a father watching his son grow up almost. I mean, like, it's, it's like a bit of pride, yeah. a little bit of uh, bittersweetness there. Like, I can't believe so much has happened. And he, he just kind of like mutters, yeah, he's, he's changed. And Perengoski picks up on his mood and, you know, she kind of pries and, you know, asks, asks Keys, um, Oh, you don't think he suspects us, do you, of uh, being involved in Halsey abducting him? It's kind of like what, you know, where she goes with it. And Keys, obviously, you know, that's obviously Perengoski's right about that because Keys doesn't deny it. And he, he sort of uh, shrugs, but he he trusts that John will stay on task and not really dwell on the past that much. I, Keys isn't too worried about John, you know, finding out about his involvement and blaming him. Or at least he tries to convince himself that it's not that that's not a concern. So does does he know that Chief tried to murder Halsey like three times now? He might not know. <laughs> I don't think he knows. <laughs> Everything's fine. It's like no, no, he's he's, uh, he's a bit of a he's he's a bit unhinged, boss. Uh, 
then again, maybe his talk with uh, Halsey in the last episode gave him the closure. Like maybe he's maybe he is moving on. Maybe Keys is right about that. Who knows? Yeah. So after that, John is then summoned back to headquarters, where footage from the planet Criterion has is there. There it's being reviewed, and the planet has fallen to a covenant attack. It's the fences mm-hmm. were breached. Its cities were literally just turned to molten slag. Population mm-hmm. assumed like completely gone. It's glassed. It's gone. The it's planet glassed. is yeah. toast. Um, well, it's burnt toast. <laughs> and so you th- someone ruined that toast. UN- yeah, right. The UNSC personnel, like throughout the command center, they're kind of look. They look in shock. They're you know they're in horror. They're crying. They're grieving. And then Keys just kind of demands the feed to just be cut. Yeah. He's like, stop, stop playing this. Enough. We've, all, We've we seen enough. See, we can look at this only so long, yeah. and nothing's going to change. So he and Perengoski argue that uh, the merits of responding, because first Perengoski's like, "Well, we should we should do something." And was it Perengoski right? Yeah, Perengoski wanted to like send the fleet yeah. there to respond, and yeah. yeah, and and Keys is like, "Why? They're yeah. all dead. There's nothing, nothing to left. save. What's the point? We're just going to be sending people to die." Yeah. What about the survivors? He's like, there's no survivors. Uh, do you think people would survive that? Uh, probably not. Not for long. Yeah. Probably not. So then all of a sudden, John chimes in and he shows up and the fight kind of, he says the fight should be taken to the Covenant before it's too late. And he proposes using Maki to find the second artifact. So it can then be recovered and then used against the Covenant. Which he's very excitable about it. He's like, we can do it. We can trust her. And it's kind of like, Perengoski and Keys are obviously. My new girlfriend is cool, guys. Come on. Let her (laughs) hang out with us. Perengoski and Keys are definitely skeptical. uh, But John is, you know, he's their kid, right? He's their like, guys, come on. She's a good girl. Like, come on. Like, that's literally what that's. He convinces them that we can, we as humanity, we can trust her. I don't know. Yeah. Clearly, John is uh, mesmerized by his first love. Yeah, I guess so. So, meanwhile, while this is going on, while John's pleading his case, uh, Riz and Vanek are attempting to reverse engineer the Covenant Phantom that they captured, and they're they're also talking about Kai's uh, condition. They're like, "Yeah, she's getting there, I think." <laughs> Which I love. This actually was this is probably one of my one of my favorite scenes in this yeah. episode. Same here. Uh, just because it's like she goes, I think she's okay, and then it cuts to her just getting cheered on by a crowd as she's lifting like ten ton vehicles <laughs> by herself, yeah. and I'm like, that's that's fun. I mean, at one point she even lifts yeah. a warthog with it's like so people cool. inside of it. <laughs> that was awesome. And they're and like all the soldiers are betting on whether or not she could do it. <laughs> I, I I actually legit legitimately I was like, that's that's some Spartan stuff. That there, was a really man. fun scene, like when she. Yeah, she finishes, like, lifting the Warthog, and she just, like, throws it down. She's like, you got anything heavy? Like, Kai's just having the fucking time of her life. It's awesome. She's really living it up. Yeah, which, again, this is this is only possible because she took the yeah. chip out. Like, be- she wouldn't do yeah. this before. Like, this would be a waste of a waste of her valuable military yeah. time to be doing something like this. I can't believe I'm saying this. So, this is a Halo-like show, and Master Cheeks and the entourage of people we've already seen are not my favorite characters. Kai is my favorite character. She is so Kai's great. badass. I like her a lot. Yeah. And and while Kai is just having fun, living it up, being a badass, showing off for the Marines, uh, 
Miranda is in her lab, you know, the, the one she inherited from her mother, <laughs> and she's struggling to crack the translation of an intercepted transmission from the Gladius, which is the UNSC warship that McKee attacked earlier on in the show. Miranda had mentioned this kind of uh, transmission before, and it was, you know, she'd mentioned that, oh, hey, maybe McKee can help me, uh, you know, translate it and decrypt it and all that. And she's still working on it. You know, Captain Keyes shows up, her father shows up, and, you know, she explains to him, like, it's close, I'm almost there, but there's some sort of weird variable I can't seem to figure out. It's like a uh, speech impediment almost, or a dialect that I haven't seen before. So, yeah, there's something weird about, I, I think we as the audience, we all know who the speaker is <laughs> and why it's throwing off uh, Miranda's attempts to translate. <laughs> which we'll get to later. But, you know, you know, as her father, as a, you know, good dad, he's, you know, visit, you know, just kind of pats her on the shoulder and urges her to keep trying. You know, if anyone can figure it out, it's you, she, uh, he says to her. Really nice little moment. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's it happy. He, he, it's, it's nice to see a dad being just happy. Yeah. About, you know, about being proud. Daughter. Not yeah. being horrible. Like he's, he's actually treating her like his kid for once and not a soldier. Yeah, it's always nice to see. Okay, so this is where this is where it gets a little bit uh, rated, uh, little you know, rated uh, R there. This like takes that. a turn. This this was spoiled for me by the internet before I even got to watch. Same the here, same here. No one could no one could keep it quiet. Yeah, any kids out there? Yeah, you know, just uh, fast forward through this part. This might not be your thing. I can't believe I have to be the one to do this. Okay. Alone in their quarters, Maki mutters in Singhealy, apparently conflicted about what they're going to have to do. You know, like, so John dismisses, he shows up and he tells the guard to GTFO. And the guard's like, no, I'm here to guard this per, and he's like, get out. And so... He's like, fine, okay. By Turn. the way, you guys have no idea how scared I was. They were going to call him Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I was so worried. I was so worried. I was going to be like, come on, guys. Me. Don't do that. So John dismisses Maki's guards and informs Maki that should be allowed to use the artifact to find its twin. And then he also gives her a copy of the book that she mentioned, which clearly, you know, moves her. It's a nice little gift. They're going steady. Yeah. And they lock eyes and master cheeks cheeks start clapping. Uh, <laughs> that's just that's what I got for. I I was going to go more subtle. I was going to say uh why was Neil Diamond suddenly playing in Hold on. Okay. This scene was way more tasteful than you were making it sound. <laughs> yes, it was there was no banjo music. It was tasteful music. <laughs> they get pretty intimate and they start showing uh-huh. a particular interest in each other's scars, which is Yeah. We don't kink shame here. That's cool. And the next morning, just exploring each other. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just, there's, there, you know. Yeah. I don't think either one of them are, have actually like experienced a, another person in general, like to, the human yeah, body. Mutual virginity going on. Yeah. 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 Uh, so the next morning, uh, I would say the next morning, but kind of maybe a couple hours later, because there's a two time skip. Maki wakes up and is laying next to John. And that finger, that little sword that, mm. you know, we've seen so many times mm. is right up against John's neck. Yeah. And we're about to see John get killed, you yeah. know? And all of a sudden, it doesn't happen. And Maki goes to the sink and tears <laughs> their fing- 
takes the fingernail and just rips it off, man. Yeah, like that that's brutal. Like, <laughs> that was that was pretty gory. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, um, that was that was, was great. It was, no, I loved it. it. Kind of. I don't know. I was sitting there watching it. Like, why would you do that? That's a great weapon to have on your person just in case. Yeah. But maybe there's a tracker. Maybe there's something that, like I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Um, which kind of seems weird because if there was a tracker, then they yeah. would know where Reach was, and like that would be a whole thing. So yeah. I don't, I don't know why you take that out. I think it would be a really cool advantage. I think it had more to do with she just didn't want to be tempted to use it on John. She's kind of like re- removing that option, like kind of. I I took it as she was symbolically removing the covenant from her life. That could be it too. Yeah, she was trying to like turn a new leaf. Well, there's a lot yeah. of blood. That's all I'm gonna say. There's a shit ton of there blood. Was a, oh, there was, and yeah. I don't understand how it wasn't like just you know you would just keep bleeding. Like that's it, like it didn't just yeah. rip the fingernail off. It was yeah. like longer than the nail. Like it was in there, in there. It was a lot um, of nerve endings. Yeah, and then yeah. also like right away, uh, they go back to bed, and then. Uh, John wakes up and it's, it's, it's weird. I, I don't, I don't know if it happened in the morning or whatever, but it's sometime in the night. That's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. But, but so, so my favorite part about this whole thing, and I think the thing that, that everyone is talking about on the internet is that yes, John and Maki had sex, uh-huh. but that's not the weird part. <laughs> the weird part is that Cortana is sitting there watching the entire time. Yeah. yeah. She is staring at them with her big blue eyes. Yep. And she has a look that's like horror and also curiosity. Yeah, just yeah, it's hard hard to describe the look on her face. Yeah, it was like someone argue where it's like she's horrified but also weirdly into it. And I was like, I don't like either one of those descriptions. It was like curiosity to me. It was like amazement and just like, wow, I can't believe this is she happening. She's like, ooh, so that's how you do that. Interesting. Hold on a second. She is te- this Cortana is technically in John's brain, which means she oh, is no. kind of john and like i don't like this or at least she can like tap into everything that's going on in his body if that like i don't like this yeah see what i see i didn't think of that at all i didn't think of that at all either Kevin, i hate you for making me realize that (laughs) i'm really not happy uh, oh yeah jesus christ Uh, okay well that's that's nightmare fuel uh yeah moving on uh so (laughs) moving on from from that part uh so basically Cortana then immediately runs and tells mom, sorry, Halsey, uh, and, and she goes, you know, she's like, she's like, oh my God, this happened. I witnessed two humans have sex. By the way, did you know it could do that? I didn't know it could move like that. And and Halsey goes, no, it's fine. You know, John's no longer alone in the galaxy. Which is, that is messed up, man, because he wasn't. Cortana's with him. That's what really got me well, too in that comment. What what I took from that was, you know, Cortana comments like, "Yeah, he's not alone anymore." I think she knows that what that means is, it McKee is someone like him, like someone connected to the artifact, yep. someone who grew up feeling different, feeling isolated. So, like, I, I I know what she meant by that. But what was really funny to me was Halsey's response. Like, Cortana says, "John's not alone anymore," and Halsey kind of seems offended by that. Like, she she goes, "What do you mean? He was never alone. John had me." Cortana was so fucking funny. Halsey said, "He had me," and Cortana's like just quiet and just yeah. She says, uh, "Of course, <laughs> sure, right, <Jan>. sure." <laughs> I loved that part. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Uh, and uh, right after this, uh, Keys actually goes to Halsey and tells her that she's got to leave. She's got to yep. leave. she got to get off world by noon. Otherwise he won't yep. be like, like she's going to be in big trouble. And he also tells her like, Hey, your ship is fueled and ready to go. And Halsey's just, you know, he's, she's doing her usual, just, uh, uh, her, you know, being, being a bit of a brat, you know, being a, being a bit of a mm-hmm. jerk. You know, I, you know, I don't need to go and all that stuff. 
And Keys finally just yeah. goes to just just he vents to her. He's like he's frustrated that he's been her her uh, lackey, her you know yeah. errand boy for such a long time. Yeah. He goes inski on her, just like I've been keeping your secrets for you and you know covering for yeah. you. Yeah, I've been hiding. I've been literally hiding your bodies for you. Yeah, and yeah, like, I love I love this this uh, confrontation uh, between the two of them, and you know he he kind of points out to Halsey like you know you're you're so obsessed with you know with this idea of progress and it's cost you every relationship you've ever had. Like, you know, I think he doesn't, he doesn't say it, but I think he means himself a little bit right there. Like yeah. whatever relationship oh, they yeah, had. Totally. And it's and their daughter. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And like he says, your only child and, 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 you know, he's, he's kind of like, you know, pointing out all these sacrifices and Halsey just like, comes back at him. Like every sacrifice is worth it. I would sacrifice everything for yeah. what I, what I believe in. And she's adamant about it. And and she then proves it because the second he leaves, a uh, little creepy Aiden walks out and goes, by the way, remember that thing that we were working on a couple episodes back? Uh-huh. It's actually a, a scanner. So uh, it's a retinal scanner mm-hmm. copy of Miranda's identity. Yeah. So now she has all of Miranda Keys' access codes. Yep. Remember that little that little heartfelt tea ceremony that they had together? <sighs> yeah, it was a freaking trap. Yep. Because of course it is. Yep. Dude, Aiden is so creepy. Yes, yeah. Kudos to that actor, man. He's doing a real good job. Oh, no, yeah, he's he's weirding me out very well. Uh, yeah, M- M- Natasha McElhone is making me hate her as Halsey very well, and Aiden's actor, I think his name's Ryan, Mc- Ryan McParlin or something like that, uh, is making me uh, weirded out as Aiden. So they're both yeah. they're both killing it. <laughs> but yeah, no, Halsey, yeah, has now has newly restored system access. She can basically, yeah, has Miranda's high level credentials, and Halsey uses that access to. Uh, contact McKee. McKee's in her quarters, and Halsey just shows up in her little projector screen thing, which is scary as hell. Imagine you're just chilling yeah. out in your room, and <laughs> Doctor Halsey shows up, and you can't, you know, do anything about it. Uh, yeah, she. And you can't leave. You can't escape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she, you know, contacts McKee and tries to sort of appeal to her uh, through their shared concern for John's well-being. You know, it's like. Hi, McKee. You know, I'm Dr. Halsey. I know you care about John. I care about John, too. We both want to look out for him. So here's what you should do. You should uh, convince John to bring the artifact to me, and the three of us can leave together and keep the artifact out of the hands of the UNSC, who we both know can't be trusted with this power. And so her, her pitch to McKee basically is, you two must be the ones to control the halo, dot, 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 with my help. Of course, Halsey inserts herself into this Ooh, dynamic. Like, yeah. oh, you need me. Like, you, me, and John, we should control the Halo, not the Covenant, not the UNSC, just uh, just us. And it's like this whole big sales pitch to McKee, but McKee sees right through it. Like, she knows Halsey's kind of playing a game here, doing a ruse here, and she just shuts her down. Like, no, like, you just want the power, too. You're just like, you know... You're just like the prophets back on high charity. You're just like the humans who tortured me half my life. You know, the, you can't be trusted mm-hmm. with the, with the halo more than anyone else. So she kind of shuts him down and yep. obviously Halsey is disappointed in this. She uh, kind of does this little soliloquy, this lamentation of, Oh, the, this propensity for attachment is such a weakness in the human brain. And Cortana just sort of pretends to agree. And, <laughs> Uh, it's it's pretty funny. Cortana's kind of like under the impression now. I think that Halsey is like okay, yeah, like rolling eyes, like all right, this yeah, is starting it. to 
starting to not have not be on Halsey's side all the way at this point. And the guard comes in too and is like, yeah. Who are you talking to? And then like just looks around and then like does this weird NPC like walk out of the room. Like it's it, like, like an idle animation. Yeah, it, it really. Cause like it felt like he walks in, he yells at her, and then it turns, it sounds like he turns her sneak on and then he just turns around and just wa- walks out like awkwardly. Yeah. So after the gamble with Maki fails, Halsey then decides to activate her backup plan, a secret like back channel to the Spartans of Silver Team called the mm-hmm. Zed Protocol. Yeah. So Riz, Vanek, yep. and- which we've seen her do that before. We've seen her do this before when she went one. rogue yeah. yep. first time. Yep. That's right. yeah. And so Riz, Vanek, and Kai are ordered to ignore any and all other instructions and send, they're sent to retrieve John, Maki, and the artifact. And they're mm-hmm. told that John can no longer be trusted. He's going to be taken out of action by Cortana, to which Kai objects vehemently, like, yeah, Kai is like, wait a minute, hold on here. They get dressed, they get their armor on and all that stuff. And then, so Kai keeps saying, hey, this isn't right. We can't do this. Like, there's nothing wrong with him. We know there's nothing wrong with him. And Halsey then cuts Kai out of the channel and yeah. orders Risen Vanek to knock Kai unconscious and handcuff her to a concrete bench in, in like, the break room or whatever i figured it out by the way i figured out the biggest side effect of the halo artifact Mm. it makes your body allergic to wearing helmets (laughs) that is why every single character once they touch it they refuse to wear their helmet anymore it's the only logical explanation and i i don't think i'm wrong on this one i you you gotta see my 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 point of view here because it there's no reason it definitely feels weird that kai would just take her helmet off to say you know, don't do this. Like to object. Like it did. Yeah. It didn't really make much sense. Left her open. But um, yeah. after after they handcuff Kai to concrete bench in like their locker break room, then they get into position to ambush John and Maki. While Cortana just kind of Cortana jams the local communications. Mm-hmm. Cortana is even kind of feeling a little bit like sus about this whole yeah, situation. Yeah, not sure about it. Yeah. So meanwhile, this is happening. Uh, Miranda, she's about to like every, like they, they were they were scheduled to do a test on the artifact with Maki. Right. So she's getting ready to go do, uh, work on that, and so she's doing one last uh, run on the voice test because I guess that was the last thing she was going to do. And all of a sudden, it hits her, and she figures out, oh yeah. shit, that strange voice that she's been hearing in Sangheili was Maki. Right. It's a human voice, right? It's a human voice. She realized that, like, it's like that's it, it is you know, it's like that's not a speech impediment. That's just a different dialect. And it's different, like, oh, different God. jaw shape, different uh, mouth. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's like, oh shoot, that's her. So she tries to call her her dad, and it's like, oh nope, comms mm-hmm. are down for some weird reason. Gee, I wonder what's going on. So then she immediately just starts sprinting to try to go find her dad and Parangoski. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, people are running around, shit's going down, things are getting chaotic, and, uh, you know, but McKee and John are still kind of casually making their way down to the lab, you know, they're, they're about to go, uh, test it on her to find the second artifact, uh, or they're about to test the first artifact on her to find the second, and, uh, they're just making small talk in the elevator, and, you know, McKee asks John, like, you know, what, what do you think is gonna happen when we find the halo, and, and all that, He's uh he he gives a blunt answer that's very typical of him you know just we're, we're destroy the covenant and the war that's that's what we do that's what's gonna happen and McKee seems just insecure about her place in the world like she's not sure what or who she is without the covenant she's not sure if she fits in with humans yet 
She's not sure if she can live without the covenant yet. She does feel comfortable around John, though. It's kind of like, as long as you're, that's, that's her only anchor at this point, pretty much. Yeah. Well, Connor, they've been in each other's brains. <laughs> that's true. And, uh, and in other places. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so, you know, she's still a little unsure and she's, you know, seeking uh, some comfort. And, you know, she, she asks, like, well, what about, what about ha- what happens after that? And, you know, his only answer to that is, uh, I guess we'll see. So, you know, they're, they're, they're walking into an uncertain future, and unfortunately, they're also walking into a trap, which... A uh, freaking ambush. Yeah, which Cortana tries to warn John about uh, when, as they approach the lab. She kind of, like, tries to... She, she, she's been in contact with him the, this whole time, but he's been sort of ignoring her, and, like, he asked her in the last episode or a couple episodes ago to leave him alone. Well, and, and Maquis doesn't even know that know who Cortana is, because like, right. when, when she's trying to talk to him, he's like, shut up, go away. And she's like, what? Yeah, Maquis doesn't know that John's <laughs> talking to Cortana, so uh, that, that probably comes as a surprise to her. But Cortana tries to warn John, like, hey, uh, Zed Protocol is in effect. Halsey's, you know, out to get you. You're walking in an ambush. Um, and, you know, at first, John, you know, just it tries to ignore Cortana like he's been doing and tell her to go away. But I think at the last, the last second, he realizes, no, she's telling the truth. This is real. And so yep. what he does is he sends McKee to kind of go ahead, like, you know, go the long way around to the lab and like, you know, kind of get help, go to the lab. Uh, I'll hold them off. And so he goes out and sort of uh, confronts Risen Vanek. You know, I know you're here. Let's just get this over with. And, you know, at that point, Halsey's connection to the Spartans goes offline. Like she can no longer see what's happening. Yep. And she and Aiden realize Cortana's betrayed them. Cortana's on John's side, not theirs. So that's a, that's a wrinkle in their plan that they didn't they didn't uh, account for. And now comes one of the coolest fight sequences, I think, in this show. For sure, Kai is in confinement, and Kai finally break wakes up and breaks free. Mm-hmm. John is now facing his en- his 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 enemies who are his teammates. Right. And they just keep, you know, he, they both keep telling each other to just surrender. Like, he's like, guys, just stop, stop, stop. And they keep saying, Chief, just give up. Just let us take you. Don't, we don't want to fight. Like, just, just let us take you. And shit goes down, yeah. man. It's a really cool fight. Spartan v. Spartan, yeah. Halo 5. Like, let's go. It was actually yep. really well done. I liked it. Yeah. Um, and Cortana starts helping John the best she can. You know, he doesn't have his armor right now. So, He's kind of losing the yeah. fight. Kind of, he, he doesn't have his armor. I don't. I kind of don't like the fact that the armor is what makes the Spartan at this moment. I think that's kind of lame. Yeah, he he's really un, He's really not a match for them without his armor. He is getting his shit rocked. Cortana's helping, and Cortana's like, "I'm gonna take control of that." You know, warthog, watch out! And he jumps out of the way, and she turns it on and slams into um, uh, Vanek. And then uh, Riz is going to fight, and then he's still fighting. And, and, and she's like, you know, get the knee. The knee is the weakest point right now. Hit that knee. And she's giving him, like, a play-by-play of what to do. She's coaching him through the fight because he doesn't have, you know, anything. Maki then is found by the Marine guard, the one who's kind of a jerk mm-hmm. to her. And Kai runs around and alerts the base personnel that Halsey's attempting to escape. And is running around and with all the soldiers, and the soldiers kind of swarm the tarmac mm-hmm. to prevent Halsey from taking off. Yeah, and you know, John, John just keeps getting. It's so funny. I made the joke earlier about the helmets thing. He just keeps getting punched <laughs> in the face repeatedly oh, over yeah, and over tower. again. That's, that's rough. 
thank God at the last second, Kai comes in with like a ninja kick. <laughs> yep. And and then they they you know they she comes in like ninja fight, and then uh, it all freezes. And all of a sudden, uh, Riz has a kill shot on John, and Vanek's like, take the shot! Kill him! And I'm like, what the? I thought you were supposed to capture him, man! Like, what's going on with yeah. this? Well, they get into, like, this really crazy uh, standoff, yeah. like, the four of them. And, like, you have Chief and Kai versus Riz and Vanek now, and every it's like a grapple session and, like, all this crazy shit. And so when he says, take that shot, like, it definitely did feel weird. And they do this close-up of Riz and Riz is like it's like Riz is almost like thinking about yeah, you it. you see her face and questioning the helmet, it yeah. and like yeah it's it, it's weird it's kind of like def- pellet defying if that makes sense. Yeah the fight kind of gets to uh, a climax where you know it could end it could end with uh, Riz just blowing John's head off if she if she decides to take the kill shot like Vanek tells her to uh, but right then we cut away to uh, you know the lab where McKee is you know urging Parangoski and Keys to go help John, uh, and it looks like you know they might go help him until Miranda shows up and uh, unfortunately takes away any credibility McKee had by announcing that she was the one McKee was the one behind the slaughter of the UNSC Gladius. Kind of explains the transmission and how you know she's a spy like she she really is a spy like they suspected and uh and mckee doesn't deny the accusation to her credit she doesn't lie or obfuscate she just kind of like she just she just puts her palms up and says i i yeah but i had no choice please let me explain like i was kind of a a, a captive of the covenant i had to do what they said but she tries to explain that you know she wants to help now she wants to help the you know john and his friends and I, it she seems genuine about it like she wasn't really being deceptive at that moment but or at least for, it seems to me but unfortunately Parangoski's not convinced doesn't want to hear it and uh just orders mckee to be subdued you know we have a spy you know we've given her enough leeway it's time to take her take her down and so her guard who uh you know we find out his name is sergeant malia he uh takes out his stun prod and he just zaps mckee with it and it's pretty pretty messed it's up pretty brutal yeah and it's, it's spe- what's especially messed up is that he starts burning the exact same spot that she was scarred in as a child which just sends her over the edge it's uh it's hard to watch it it literally resets her back to the hatred that she had before. right exactly yeah it's terrible timing for yes. everybody right now for this whole situation and then we we cut to john looking at riz uh mm. in the eye and reaches out to her as she lines up yeah. the shot and he says well i'd say in the helmet well, not <laughs> yeah. the eye but yeah he says riz it's me and riz yeah. is hesitating and just just doesn't pull the trigger and maki we then cut to maki and maki swears vengeance on the humans in the room with her and because nothing's different with all these trees yeah. with all this stuff yeah. nothing's different and lunges yeah for the artifact. The artifact activates, triggers a shockwave that seems to kind of incapacitate the entire base. Um, Maki's guard, who is still holding onto them, fries and just yeah. starts melting. Uh, he literally just starts, like, you know, Thanosing <laughs> snap away. And it just incapacitates the entire base. And so 
This, coincidentally, then saves John yeah. from his teammates. Yep. Because it sends him on another vision quest to the Halo. And there he sees Maki, who this time doesn't look as cheerful and just kind of looks at him and standing over him. He's still on the ground. And Maki just kind of says goodbye and is like, that's it, bro. Like, I ain't about your life. And it was just a hit it and quit it. That's it. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> like, yeah, she um she's hit a point where John's not worth sticking around for anymore. Like she, she's, she's kind of like, I tried helping people and I tried to be a good human and the humans were not good to me. And unfortunately, I I think, you know, at least, at least John deserved a goodbye from her is is how she saw it. But that's, that's pretty much it. So it's kind of like a, uh, a uh, sad low point to end on uh, with John's team kind of fractured and split in two Halsey, you know, just, really going overboard with her schemes and treachery. Sergeant Malia getting melted. Uh, <laughs> the uh, artifact possibly <laughs> being stolen by McKee. We don't know. We, we don't see what happens after the shockwave, unfortunately. So uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's a, it's a bleak point to end on though. So things aren't, things are not going well. Um, but yeah, that was episode eight allegiance. Okay. We're going to take a quick break here, but stick around. We'll be right back. Okay, so we have wrapped up our recap of Episode 8, Allegiance, of the Halo series. And, uh, yeah, let's just, as usual, uh, we'll wrap up with uh, just some stray thoughts and observations. Just off the bat, I, I like I said at the top, I think this one was really fun. Uh, I just, I had a good time. I, I just felt like the, the pacing was especially good. Uh, you know, just felt like we were skipping along. Again, again, you take out the Madrigal stuff, and I think it does flow a lot better. Even uh, Episode 7, Inheritance, which was entirely on Madrigal, I think I talked about this last time, where, you know, when we're not jumping from planet to planet, that really does help the pacing. No matter yeah. which kind of arc you're following, I felt like uh, the last Quan and Soren episode was pretty brisk, too. Like, like this one, like you said, yeah, like, we, we, weren't hel- we weren't dragged down by a lot of distractions. It was just skipping along to... Uh, to me, what felt like a, a really nice penultimate episode, you know, when when you're in the second to last episode of a season, uh, there's a certain feeling of reaching a climax that I feel like uh, an episode like an episode like that should have. And for me, this episode had that. Uh, so I, I felt good about, you know, what was happening and how it was being portrayed. So, yeah, just generally pretty solid. Uh, I liked the dialogue a lot in this one, too. Like there were a few just key moments that I really resonated with, like. Keys uh, was telling John in the, uh, you know, the scene in the command room where, you know, he's, John's trying to convince, you know, the brass that McKee can be trusted to test the artifact and Keys is not sure he's not sold on it. And he says, people don't just manually override decades of indoctrination. And John's answer is I did. (laughs) So just, you know, there's some, there's some just sharp back and forth here and there. And I, I just, I'll touch on briefly again, the, you know, Halsey indignantly, you know, gasping like, what do you mean he's not alone anymore? He had me. And just Cortana's yeah. like delivery or um I gotta say, um, Jen Taylor's delivery of Cortana's um of course. <laughs> just so like <laughs> Yeah, it's like fucking we she's like, you fucking weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> just so kind of delusional. Yeah, just the the put on um uncomfortable un- discomfort of saying like yeah sure whatever you say sure Jan uh, sure Jan 
uh, otherwise, um, we touched on Kai being a cool character. I, I gotta say, yeah, she's quickly becoming a standout to me. Like, I just, I just like her journey of, you know, finding herself and just being so cool and fun. She's just like, like I would have a beer with Kai, you know, like the Kai from this episode, at least like she was really fun. Uh, just, you know, lifting stuff with the Marines was really fun to watch. Uh, and her overall arc as John's ride or die, you know, best friend just has his back. Yep. Uh, it's starting to really take shape and that's been, that's been uh, enjoyable too. It's been nice to watch that grow. Yeah, I, I agree. And you know, Kevin said this fight scene that we had in this episode was sick as hell. And I agree. I, I not much else to say about it. Just really great choreography. It was just fun to watch like the, yeah, Cortana hacking the warthog and running into Vanek with it. Just the trading blows and the, the slapstick. Yeah. Throwing each other around. It was, it was a fun fight. It was really fun, fun to watch. But yeah, lastly, I'll just end on saying uh, that I just feel like this episode showed some several character arcs reaching their apexes, you know, like, like I said, a penultimate episode should show you the ramp up and like, you know, you're reaching the top of the mountain where you're going to get some conclusion and payoff. And, you know, I think this episode did a great job of that. So I just, I'm just hoping that the uh, season finale uh, capitalizes on that momentum is, is what I'll end on. I would have to agree with all that. I mean, this is totally it's I've said before, like, I'm not, super sold on this show as like a halo show but if you separate it and you're just like hey this is a new thing you know this is a it's it's improving upon what it had what it had previously laid out i think and i think it's this as a as a lead up to the finale i think is was a pretty powerful uh almost ending yeah if you will absolutely i really like the chaos of the whole thing like like you said because it's a penultimate episode, like the climax, if you will, I think it was handled really well. I really liked the, uh, like I said earlier, the the bad timing for everything, you know, just as we're telling, you know, everyone, oh, John needs your help. Guess what? We can't trust mm-hmm. you now. And it's like, ah, no, no. And then all of a sudden the artifacts yeah. activated and it's like, no, no. And like everything just went nuts. Halsey is just so delusional now. <laughs> it's like I look at Halsey, though, and I'm like, I don't see the smartest person in the room. I see somebody who just has massive hubris yeah. and doesn't like is is almost they think they're too smart. And so they're missing the finer yeah. details and it's causing them problems. And and I I don't I personally think the Halsey from the games would run circles around this Halsey. Just saying. <laughs> I think so. I do too. Uh, in terms of strategic planning, yeah. That Halsey it, has like seven different contingencies. This Halsey is just like, I'm the smartest, so therefore I win. I also think that this Halsey has this complex where because Cortana was made from my brain, Cortana knows almost exactly mm. what I'm thinking. And it's like, no, you <laughs> dumb fuck. That's not how this works. <laughs> And it's, that's kind of, I'm getting a little, like, look, nobody likes Halsey, but I'm kind of getting annoyed at Halsey making mistakes. Yeah. Because Halsey doesn't necessarily make mistakes, if that makes sense. And even Miranda says that in, in one of the episodes when they're, when they're getting the artifact, Miranda's like, Halsey doesn't make mistakes unless, you know, it just looks like a mistake. So it just feels, this definitely felt like, no, this is a mistake. This is a big mistake. You underestimated Cortana, you know, caring about John. Uh, so that got me. Yeah. Kai, look, Kate Kennedy, 
I now have a crush on. <laughs> I am so invested in she's Kai. Awesome. It yeah. is so badass. And I loved the 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 gambling, you know, the picking the warthog with the three people on it. Like that whole thing showing Kai being just like super strong and kicking ass and enjoying herself with other people, making friends, being goofy, that kind of stuff. Like I liked that. Yeah. I thought that was that was really cool. And again, the journey for John taking his pellet out and Kai and like the regaining your humanity and the different paths they've taken. Like John has that companion. So the beginning of his journey is different because he's experiencing these things with another person, if you will, for Cortana. Yes. Kai is alone and Kai didn't really have like the most eventful or I would say most, uh, enlightening experience in the beginning aside from you know dyeing their hair and then like all of a sudden like they didn't really get to enjoy it because they had you know shell shock essentially and all this crazy shit happened but kai is having fun and i i think that's really cool to see the different paths that the spartans are Mm -hmm. taking because that's just people people take different paths and i think them all taking the same path in the beginning and now taking separate paths like it really does show them being human. And I, I think that's really cool. I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, the fight scene again. Yeah, yeah, that, that fight scene's sick. I remember watching it being like, yes, keep going. I liked Cortana helping him out. I kind of wish there was more of it. Like, I wish Cortana was kind of coaching him more than just the two or three times that they, that, that happened. Um, yeah, they, they, they had something going there with her, like, blow by blow helping him. And then yeah, they, it was cool. Kind of stopped. And I was like, oh, man, go, yeah. go do more of that. Like the Iron, like uh, Friday helping uh, Iron Man out in yeah. Civil War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think that was a missed opportunity, maybe. But I also think with the whole Maki getting burned in the scar and all that stuff, that scene really yeah. got me because it was kind of showing Maki that, like, no, nothing's yeah. changed. Everybody yeah. sucks. I don't know if Maki's gonna go back to the Covenant or not because both sides have this bureaucratic bullshit these assholes that are in charge that are not making great decisions for everybody that are you know hurting others and kind of both sides have hurt maquis in in a way i just feel like the covenant has hurt her less probably i agree i agree i agree but i think maquis realizes that the only reason they didn't hurt them is because they need maquis because maquis is there well, key blessed you one. know for yeah. the for the halo. So that's the I think it's you know you're a tool. That's all you are, and I I don't think uh, I don't think Maki likes that. So yeah, I I liked the episode. I actually really did like this episode a lot. Mm-hmm. I was sitting there and I was like, best episode, except for like them bumping uglies. Like look, <laughs> like I don't. <laughs> that was whatever Kevin, you're such a prude no i just didn't think it was needed for the story uh, yeah like, maybe not i don't care like if this was like look i'm watching the story and i'm fine with it like i i genuinely am whatever to they to want this show to be game of thrones they yeah. set out to make yeah. this show paramount's game of thrones that's what it is at the end of the day it felt weird and out of place i'm fine with that happening it's more just the way it happened felt weird and out of place. It felt like lazy writing. I'm. It felt like just do it to do it. I don't know. I feel like it was built up to 
okay, like not perfectly. Like it was a little awkward. I did, I did feel like I, th- I think they could have used a couple, maybe like two episodes of them, yeah, a little more. But it, yeah, been it was like they just met, and now it's like, okay, we're gonna go sleep together. And I'm like, come on, really? He he brought that doesn't work in real life. This ain't Tinder, bro. He brought her her favorite book. Okay, like if that doesn't do yeah. it, what does? I, <laughs> all right, look, you know, I'll be real. I did that with my wife. She, <laughs> I, like, she's a librarian. She got a bookstagram. Like I get it, but I'm kidding. But like I don't know. They just met. It just felt weird. She's a, she's she's literally a prisoner. She's a prisoner of war that like is obviously they don't trust. It has been manipulating them to a degree, and they know it. And I'm sorry, but if you don't see that fucking finger sword, you're an idiot. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't understand the it, it, the flow doesn't make sense to me. For me, I'll give I'll give you it. Maybe felt unexpected. Maybe felt not completely earned. I I can understand all that, but just for me, like these are two people who've who've felt alone their entire lives, and then suddenly they don't feel alone, and they're both mm-hmm. dealing with emotions they haven't felt before. They're both dealing with uh, you know these feelings that I get it. Like I get how you could see it's, you know, awkward, but like for me, I was there with them in the room, you know, emotionally. I'm like, I, I, I get it. Whoa, Not- okay. All right. All right. Connor. Whoa. Emotionally. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> like Cortana watching in a window. I was there. You and Cortana, huh? <laughs> no, well, no, it's just, I, 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 I get it. I can see how it would happen in the moment. You know, like, uh, I think, the story of these characters that was told over the last few episodes was, you know, like Cortana said, they don't feel alone anymore. Uh, and, you know, when you feel close to someone, that kind of thing tends to happen. It can happen. So, yeah, I, it's a lot of people harvested plenty of clicks on this when this episode dropped. And Halo Chief, uh, Master <laughs> yeah. Chief lost his virginity, you know, is it became a headline, a headline farm very quickly. You know, Connor, you actually got me thinking just now because when you said that Cortana sees them and says they're not alone. But now I kind of am thinking about Cortana because Cortana, when she says that to her, mm. now she's alone. Mm. And I think that I, it's oh, I, know, I know where he's it, going with this. If you, if you look, no, seriously, if you look at Cortana, when she says this stuff, she's mm. sad. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying she's in love with chief, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying that shit. I'm saying is, I think when obviously she was created, she's you know she's newly uh, alive, if you will, conscious. But now she had a companion off the bat. She had Master Chief, and then she was yep. already. A, but now it kind of feels a companion like, who hated him, but a companion nonetheless. Yeah, and, but <laughs> he shunned her, and now she's alone, and all she's doing is just remedial tasks for Halsey. And it's like when she says they're not alone anymore, but now she is, and I think that that is. I want to see more Cortana stuff. Like, I want to see what's going to happen with Cortana this this next episode. I'm very, very, I'm hyped. I'm hyped, man. Yeah, there's there's a lot that the uh, finale episode coming up will uh, hopefully uh, just execute on and uh, follow up on. Looking forward to that. Well, that about wraps it up. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us grow the show. And be sure to connect with us on Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter at lore underscore party. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.